Penis. Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let the filibustering begin. All right. Well, it's been uh, just enough time for us to gather enough movie news, rumors, rumblings, items to do an episode. So here we are. Actually, we were just waiting on this McGruber news to become official. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Nothing's worth talking about until <laughs> until that, you know? I think we willed it into existence. I think they probably, yes, you know, Peacock heard our interview with with Will Forte, and they were <laughs> they're blown away at where this thing. You guys are really go. dedicated. And I right? believe. Yeah. Uh, I believe in the secret now. I'm one of those people <laughs> where you can manifest your own. Yes. yes. I feel like <laughs> manifest your own destiny. I was like, yeah, in 2010 when I saw that, and then it mm-hmm. kind of ate, ate it at the box office. I was like, I'm gonna make this new. I'm first off. I'm gonna join a podcast mm-hmm. in three years and then i'm going to spend seven <laughs> years relentlessly promoting mcgruber until it is a tv show on a streaming platform sponsored by a cable provider and network that was mm-hmm. my I, I mean i literally wrote it down in my journal word for word yeah. that and mm-hmm. uh you know you make your own future the universe listens you yeah know? if you uh if you want something bad enough and your heart is pure this great things can happen i i always say that so this is this is the the reward for our hard work. Yeah, and there's a chance, Richard. Mm-hmm. And I say this because I'm one of these people. There's a chance you have maybe converted more people to MacGruber than maybe anyone except for Will Forte. Yeah. Maybe he yeah. or the, the actual crew. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you've got to be in the top 10 of people on Earth who have mm-hmm. converted people or shown them the way of the groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I got a... Uh... It deserves it's recognition. Like, it's I was top one percent, um, and I got a pink Miata as as part of it. It's kind of a Mary Kay Amway type. It's got a mm. got a luggage rack though. Yeah, it's yeah. got a sick rug rugged rack, and it's hot pink. Uh, mm. Kind of as like rug, a Mary rugged Kay. lack. Rugged lack. I lack rugged. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? If only we all could. Actually, that's what I should <laughs> say. Ayo. Yeah. Well. I guess we should start there, because it is official, mm. as Will Forte himself teased on the interview. Go back and listen to that, by the way. It's a fun time. We had him on talking 10 years of MacGruber. And, you know, he talked, yeah, we've got, uh, you know, pretty much a season fully fully fleshed out, at least written out, and we know where it's going to go. We know what it's going to be. We're just kind of waiting on the green light from from Peacock, and Peacock slash Universal, slash NBC, however you want to put it, owns the rights to the character. So they basically had, I think, right of first refusal to the character. Uh, So maybe if Peacock had told Will thanks but no thanks, I think maybe he could have taken it to Fox or HBO or wherever else he thought you could find a home. And Mm so, you know, obviously Universal loved it. (laughs) <laughs> and they they greenlit it, and so yeah, it looks like 2021 is going to be the release date on this. The TV show they called it MacGruber the series. They put out a little graphic said MacGruber the series, and like I said, Will teased a little bit about what that's going to be in the episode. But guys, I'm bearing the lead here. Excitement! I know I can see it on your faces. <laughs> Huge day, man! This is big a big day. deal. It really big is. Day. It's. It's uh, I'm never, 
I'm never more secure in the legacy of this podcast than when either MacGruber news or now you see me news breaks because our, our Twitter feed, our discord, our, uh, I assume our email and Facebook, I mean, every, it's like, Hey, have you guys seen the new, I mean, it's just, it was a constant barrage of, of sharing of the story and the news breaking and stuff. And it's awesome. It's, it's truly, I truly mean that it's, it's funny that this is a thing that, um, that people know we actually genuinely care about and have put up, put kind of willed into the world. And it's, uh, it's really fun to see that. So it was, it was a fun day on, on the old Twitter verse, not very many of those anymore, but that was, it was a fun one. Yeah, yeah it was great. And, uh, and will, before you comment here, Richard, I just wanted to yeah. mention the video that will put up of himself as McGruber or McGruber put up the video <laughs> and it said, and it was a little montage. I don't want to spoil it. But at the end, he says, spread the word, you friggin' turds. <laughs> and I took that literally when he said it the first time in yeah. the film. Mm-hmm. Right. Literally, I take my leader is, is, is MacGruber. And when he said, spread the word, you friggin' turds, I've done that for 10 years. And it's, it's nice to have that come to fruition with this uh, with the show. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, those guys, have, those, that Lonely Island group, production crew and, and uh, Forte and stuff have obviously very success cult success with MacGruber in a really funny movie, but like have really come into their own the last couple of years with even more stuff. I mean, Palm Springs this past month and, and a bunch of television shows, pen 15, all that. It's kind of almost like a studio that those guys run out of with Yorma and Akiva and Sandberg. And so getting them involved in this, uh, they kind of, you know, pop star was kind of a MacGruber too, in a way in that it also did not do super well. They seem to be always be kind of five years ahead of comedy, which is, great to be artistically but maybe not the best place to be in terms of box office so i like that this is at uh peacock probably pretty low expectations in terms of views and downloads and all that and streams because they can uh you know it's not a huge platform yet and i am pretty certain given uh what we got from from them with uh with the original mcgruber and just forte in general and and yorma and those guys solomon that it will be good so if it's good, people will just slowly find it. I think Peacock's just trying to build a nice little, uh, figure out their new business. I think they've got an awesome content library, but I think they're trying to figure out new content from from there. So yeah, it's exciting. We're, we're we'll be there. We might uh, maybe we'll do some kind of for the Dallas Mam Fam. You know, maybe we'll watch like the pilot or something. Who knows where the world will be when this comes out? If we can even <laughs> gather, but if we can gather, maybe we'll do some kind of fun uh, party. Exactly. Gosh, that's going to be great, and you know I'm excited for it being on Peacock. I, we we haven't had a chance to come Ken on here big and Peacock talk. Fans. Yeah, since the official launch of it, but there's a lot of apps out there. There's a lot of streaming services out there, and it's pretty tough to set yourself apart. And I'm really impressed with the app itself. I'm really impressed with the amount of content on there. I'm impressed with the free tier, which I can't believe more of these services don't do a free ad supported tier to get people in at least into the app, into the ecosystem that you're getting them into. And I'm impressed with the user interface. I'm impressed with the guide uh, portion of it where it looks like, you know, your normal satellite TV guide or cable TV guide. And it's basically different channels of content that's looping. So there's, you know, an SNL channel, there's a Gordon Ramsay channel, there's, all kinds of content that, you know, I've talked about Pluto TV uh, on here before. It's that's similar to that, but you know, it's a great 
way for them to take that content library and say, gosh, we've got, you know, how many years of SNL worth of stuff that we could just throw on a loop and, and you'll maybe never see the same sketch if you could watch for weeks, maybe you never see the same sketch twice. So I think that's some really innovative, fun stuff. And again, that's all free stuff. And like I said before, they're just trying to get people into this. There are premium models, but it seems to be working so far. Looks like as of about 10 days ago, they were at 10 million subscribers since launch. I think that's like, I don't know, 90% more than Quibi still has. I think Quibi Quibi literally had like 500,000, I think, maybe less that actually signed up past the first free trial of Quibi. (laughs) And Peacock already has 10 million. So when you think about the mountain to climb there for for Quibi, it's uh, pretty intense. But... Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm excited. I think Peacock's half great. Billion dollars can't fix, you know. Yeah, I would you, say. Just, yeah, you throw another half billion there, and that's fine. But <laughs> well, the model's it, proven. I mean, those five hundred thousand—they're right. pretty. Yeah, they're really pretty into it. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. you could do just a half a billion transfer into the Quibi account, or in one million dollar increments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Or you could either give, uh, you know, half a billion dollars to Quibi, or set it on fire. <laughs> you're doing the same it's the same mm-hmm. the end result is it's the same <laughs> one's illegal one's way more illegal though can't can't burn the old quibby old money. yeah i know it's quibby it yeah be it will be yeah. yeah it'll be a little some fraud some fbi yeah we're gonna get a uh, mcmillions on quibby eventually <laughs> i'm assuming but yeah man i guess you haven't you haven't checked out peacock yet brian no, it's not on. Uh, it's not on Amazon Fire yet, or Fire Stick, or whatever. Um, it's mm. not on Roku either. So kind of missing. And this is the Amazon thing. I get it. It's fine. It'll it'll eventually get figured out. I'm excited for it. Um, because, well, hey, because of all the things you just listed, it's got a lot of great content. I I'm a big EPL soccer guy, and the last three years, um, NBC has had this NBC Gold thing that you pay like. 65 or 70 bucks for for the year and it gets you all the all the games that aren't going to be on NBC or NBC Sports. So like I'm an Everton fan and, and probably a solid third, maybe even half of of Everton's games aren't going to be on one of the the networks and so that's the only way to watch them. So they're rolling that over into Peacock. So for me, it's like an actual, it will, the paid model will actually be a savings because it's like five bucks a month and you get all this content along with the EPL games and stuff, but they got to fix it. They got to get it on fire stick first. Cause, and I know that's Amazon. It's, it's the way of things with, with every streaming service. I think HBO max is the same thing with mm-hmm. fire stick. And so it's just, it's Amazon being Amazon and trying to get literally every last penny. And, um, so eventually it'll get fixed and I'll check it out. I mean, I meant to do it this week and pull it up on, on my iPad just to, yeah, it's great on the iPad. That's what I mostly watch. Sure. It on, Cause yeah, we have Roku's here with it. Sure. So I, sure. I keep an iPod kind of on a dock on my desk and, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just kind of put, you know, different SNL sketches. They have that. I love the way they do the SNL channel because they don't do full episodes. It's just sketches. And it's mm-hmm. like, I actually had it on, fully i think they change the loop every day but it's probably about a three-hour loop and then it repeats but it's perfect like if it's if it's stupid if it's something from you know like the uh cecily strong era you don't have to mm-hmm. you don't have to go oh 
no, I got to wait 90 minutes. It's like, okay, well, this will be over in three minutes and maybe we'll get something with, with you know, uh, sure. a Kristen Wiig sketch or something mm. that's, you know, has jokes in it. Right. <laughs> that's actually funny. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm excited about uh, the, the, the potential of, of Peacock. You know, I'm yeah. so, 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 we talk about More this all the time, but I'm, I'm just like, going to say, you know, pleasantly surprised with it. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think it, you know, it's hard to stand out and, we're the first people to say, "Hey, this, this what you're bringing to the table is is not significant." I think for NBC Universal, this platform is a win, and I think they can build on this into something really, really cool. Yeah, I'm just excited I can got. finally drop my Yahoo Screen subscription. That's the big thing for me. <laughs> uh, I yeah. would hold out on that, dude, because <laughs> who knows what they're about to drop? That's you know right. what I mean? That's true. They're innovators, so they are. I hear they're making a show based off of um, Vinny Vidici, so. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> Yahoo screen. Well, there's more news to talk about when it comes to streaming. Because Netflix seems to, you know, just keep releasing these $100 million action movies. Um, and I don't know how they, I, I guess I know how they have all the money, but I don't know how the numbers get out there. Because, you know, Netflix doesn't like to share these numbers. I don't know. Nielsen does some kind of independent auditing of that or whatever. But what would you say the number one movie on Netflix has been? The originals? Yeah, the Netflix original movies. Right. Mm -hmm. Not movies that they've bought and put on there. A Sandler. It's definitely going to be a Sandler joint, right? (laughs) Or or will it be the... uh, Will it be the... the, uh, Chris, um, just try handsome Hemsworth, Hemsworth, the Hemsworth action movie. My yeah, brain's not working. Handsome extraction, Hemsworth. Worth. Yeah, is it extraction? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stra- extraction is number one. Um, yeah. yeah. And then okay, so I'll go down to the top ten. Number ten is the perfect date with forty-eight million people. Wow, I I I've not that seen is. that. The platform at number nine okay. with fifty-six million. You familiar with that, Brian? I didn't platform. watch it. We had some requests at like kind of at the, I think I want to say at the beginning of quarantine, we had some people asking for us to review that. And I was oh, like, well, perfect. we're too busy with Theodore Rex. So I don't know a lot of time for that. Perfect date is a teen rom-com, which I know kill on Netflix. Yeah. They really do. So it's not yeah. surprising. Number eight is The Wrong Missy. I think that's oh, a happy yeah. Madison. Yeah. David Spade. Spade. <laughs> Lauren. Schneider joint. Lapkus. Yeah. That, that, yeah. They know what they're doing with that Sandler stuff. All even those guys. Everyone watches this. It's crazy. <laughs> Number seven, Triple Frontier. I think we did a episode yep. on that. We did. Yeah. It was sixty three million. That was the Affleck. Yeah, one. that was not not great. Not good. Yeah. Number six, The Irishman, sixty four million. Man, if you actually count it by, if you take that sixty four million and you you multiply it by runtime, that's yeah. definitely <laughs> the leader in yeah, it's nine trillion Netflix, years. I think. So yeah. there's that. Yep. <laughs> Number five is a Sandler joint, murder mystery, with Jennifer Aniston. Seventy-three million people. Number four, Six Underground, Ryan Reynolds and Michael Bay, oh. teaming up. Eighty-three Tough. million people watched wow. that. Number three, Spencer Confidential, Mark Wahlberg. Eighty-five million. I haven't watched that yet. I've not heard not like great things, but I've heard you know it'll it'll pass the time, kind of. So I heard the uh, 
the local homies, um, Quaker City Nighthawks have a uh, oh, moment nice. in that movie. I have not watched nice. it, though. So shout out. Some good music. And number two. What would you say number two is? Okay, I've named all the ones. We know what number one is. No, no cheating. I would guess. No Googling. I, I would get, I'm betting old, the old guard hasn't had enough time yet. Um, so maybe that one hasn't, maybe, maybe, uh, to all the boys I've loved before, that mm. was a pretty big deal. Um, that's, I'll, I'll go with that. That's my guess. It's Bird Box. Oh, yeah. oh, I forgot about that. Okay. Sandra Bullock, where she wears the blindfolds. Mm-hmm. Sarah Paulson. We had a great fake ad for Bird Box that, didn't yeah, there was a moment. There was about two weeks where Bird Box was a thing. Yep. A free bird episode. You mo- a dead, fully dead <laughs> bird mailed to you monthly. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> Arrested development joke. Yeah. Dead dove. Uh, Man, I want to go to a movie theater again. It feels like man. it's been a year, at least since then. It's definitely been half a year. Mm-hmm. It looks like maybe on the horizon here, we've got a little bit of a chance to do that. Uh, well, maybe a week from now, AMC says it's opening 100 theaters. New Mutants, baby. Let's go. Or New Mutants. Yeah, exclusively. Let's get up. Yeah. You got to get it. You got to get it. And yeah. for, for, I guess, to slow slow roast, slow launch, slow burn, whatever you want to call it, uh, to get back into this thing back into normal times hopefully see how it goes see how the social distancing protocols go before they've got 10,000 theaters open (laughs) and so question to you guys is how soon will you be back Brian uh I mean I'm probably I'm probably back pretty pretty early in this whole process I miss movies I miss theater um you know, my wife and I are lame. There, we don't do anything cool. And, and there's been plenty of times over the course of the last, not certainly not over the, like the first couple months of pandemic, but maybe over the last month or so, where it's like my mother-in-law will be like, Hey, I can come over and watch Cooper for a while. If y'all want to go do something. I'm like, well, we don't really, there's nothing to do. I don't. And it'd be like, well, it'd be nice to go see a movie or something. We can't. So, um, I, you know, I don't know that I'm coming back day one. Like I've, I'm camped out outside waiting to see, especially since it's new mutants, but I, I don't know. Maybe it makes me look very foolish to the listeners, but I might be in that camp if it was like tenant or something. If it was a really good, if it was one of these movies that I was very excited about, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of apprehension about the theater and some public spaces, I guess at this point. So Maybe I'm way ahead of of the re- the other you two. I, I I don't know, but I I'm I'm willing to go back and see uh, a movie, assuming that assuming that AMC or hopefully then Cinemark and Alamo and the rest of of the theaters that we have around here that assuming they're they're taking the precautions that are necessary and keeping the room from being a you know a total dumpster fire and stuff. Like I'm I'm cool with that. I'm I'm fine going back and something. What about you guys? I don't I don't know where y'all stand on this. Yeah, I mean I think. I personally, it really has nothing to do with the virus. It just means I we've I've gone to the theater hundreds of times over the last few years because of the show. So I haven't missed it. It's been kind of a nice break, you know. Under normal, if I didn't do this podcast, I might be a little more inclined to 
get back quick or you know and and obviously something like tenet you know would draw me back but you know i've i've kind of enjoyed this little six month reprieve from from going all the time and so um i'm not it's not something i'm itching to do my my wife and i don't like going to movies together like that's not a hobby of ours not no judgment for people it is we're the weird ones um but like it's not that's never on our list of stuff to do um i would say i've probably seen sarah and i've been together seven years we've probably seen three movies together maybe four in theaters like it's not we go like she'll go with her dad i'll go with you guys or friends and i go by myself obviously all the time but um yeah that's just not in our like you know you spin the wheel of your date night thing um so i haven't missed that but but yeah i mean i if you know and you want to see you want to see i would trust probably like an alamo type smaller company to like actually have processes in place that uh, make it feasible. I I don't know if I would trust like an AMC. They're probably just gonna like fling it open and sell it receipt. <laughs> That's what I was gonna stuff. say. Yeah, uh, it kind of depends on the thing. I think I trust the theaters that have the hmm, bravery to stand up to the people that aren't following protocols and right. swiftly escort them away from. The theater because I know I'm gonna I know I'm gonna be fine. I want to follow protocol. You know, probably my friends, family, maybe anyone I'm with will. But I I can't. The movies are disgusting, guys. They're I disgusting, know. and I know they've sanitized them since, and they'll probably do that more. They'll probably actually clean the theaters yeah, now instead of just that nice. one once, instead of once a week where they vacuum yeah. it and that's it. They don't. It's like yeah. there's soda from like nine months ago still <laughs> like in the seat. Oh, it's bad. Some and so. Zand out kit teenager that's you know trying right. just trying to just with that weird broom they give them like yeah that's not going to really clean anything but, but there's all kinds of insane stuff that happens at the movies I mean I can't even tell you yeah there's people throwing up everywhere there's sneezing there's kids yeah. crapping everywhere there's <laughs> it's a dark room people OD are bad in dark rooms. I'm yeah. not even kidding I I guess I think it was a friend or family was in a theater and a guy OD'd like right. in the theater and they brought in the EMTs to like shock this guy back into life. Like while well, everyone's sitting there waiting for the movie to come back on, yeah. like at a movie tavern. And so, I mean, I just can't, I can't count out the people that they're going to bring their kids and the kids are going to be sneezing everywhere. And, uh, you know, it, it really depends. It really does depend because if I think the theater is going to be packed, I probably won't go. If I think it's going to be four people, I'd probably go. Does that make sense? Like I probably wouldn't go if it was tenant on first weekend, <laughs> but I would go if it was tenant four weeks yeah. later on a weekday. If that makes sense. Yeah. But totally. Yeah. And that seems like that's going to be the model, at least for the relatively foreseeable future when they do start putting out movies is that, that you're going to, you're going to have a, a, a much longer release window. Um, obviously you're going to have fewer, fewer movies in theaters. And so I think the idea for a movie like 10, obviously this is not going to be for, for every movie, but for the, for the bigger movies, I think the plan is to have more screenings throughout the, the day and leave that, leave that with those movies in theaters for a much longer time so that, um, you know, you can go when you're, you can, you can pick and choose a time and a date when you're comfortable or when you feel like there's going to be less people there. And that right. Kind of and thing. they might only sell that. What, since there's less stuff in theaters, they might have, you know, a 15 theater multiplex might have 10 on all screens and they're going right. to go, well, we're only right. going to sell 25% of the tickets to each room. So everyone's mm-hmm. spaced out right. and stuff like that. So like they, they can kind of, sure. and stuff like that they'll probably do, but 
but and that's yeah i mean that's no biggie but yeah i'm not itching i'm not and i and i wish it was because of the virus but it's it's just i'm just tired i'm still tired of going to the movie (laughs) (laughs) which is a richard thing not a not a virus thing the virus is just bonus you know i'm I'm lucky out here where i live because there is a (laughs) drive-in theater like yeah a mile or two from from us and so that's an option if if new movies come out i do the drive-in but here's an option. Tell me if this interests you. Alamo Draft House, and as well as some other theaters, I think Cinemark is doing this. But Alamo for 150 bucks, get 30 of your friends, yep, and go see a movie. And you rent out the whole theater, and there's 40 different movies to choose from at Alamo that uh, you can watch: Star Wars, Goonies, whatever they've got there for you. And 150 bucks. I mean, if you get five friends, I think you could split it and it'd be worth it, you know? Um, yeah. I think that's a really great idea. Yeah. We need for to do you, that for, for a, for, for a ma'am, ma'am family night at, at Alamo. The, the new movie thing would be appealing for that. I'm weird. I just don't see the appeal really of like going to a movie theater to watch something I've seen a hundred times, unless it's like a really special anniversary. Or you know what I mean? Like I like that idea, but you know, I've got a pretty good TV and my couch is good and like i can watch star wars here i i don't quite have the, the speakers are the thing you really miss in a movie theater obviously but but you know that's that's just those alamo piece, cookies bro come on no and the food and stuff's great but not that I can uh, also, fried pickles I can, man i can get a tote <laughs> i can get a tote and some chili's queso and i'm good too but but for new movies that would be fun like people that you know or if you could kind of reserve the theater for people you you know if if you're worried about if people have actually been quarantining or whatever, you could, you know, people you you know are taking whatever precautions and do that for a new movie, um, like a big movie. I actually cared about seeing not New Mutants, but yeah, like we keep mentioning Tenant. Tenant, yeah. If, if us six could, you know, our spouses and maybe one other couple could go in for, you know, forty bucks each and have the theater to ourselves for Tenant. I mean, that sounds way better than anything else, but. <laughs> I just don't see how that's feasible with new movies because, you know, they're they're planning on making a lot more than $150 on a right full right. theater. I've rented out theaters before uh for work, for like work events, and yeah. that's how it usually ends. It's like I've I once or twice maybe we did like a you know a screening of an old movie and it it was not that expensive and then twice I rented out out theaters, I think I think twice for you know, for new run movies right. and you, I mean, I, I got a group rate, but I paid for every ticket in the theater. You know, right. it's like, well, this, this theater you want, it's going to seat 350 people. So you got to buy, you got to buy 350 tickets for, you know, whatever, seven bucks each, eight, but whatever the, the group rate was. So, um, it's not a, a, a cheap proposition. So yes, I told, I'm, I'm with you, Richard. Like it's, it totally makes sense for Cinemark, for Alamo, th- those places to throw this out there as like, a, hey, do you miss the theater? Cool. You want to watch Goonies or right. Star Wars or Jurassic Park or whatever? Yeah, it's a hundred bucks. That's what Cinemark's charging. I think yeah. maybe I saw maybe I saw that wrong, but yeah, that's a that's a cool deal if you've got you got ten or, or or fifteen people that you, I mean, thirty. I don't know. I don't know if I have thirty people that I want to hang out with, but uh, but the ten Prince or fifteen. Sure, I have yeah. six friends in high school. I ain't got six friends now. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I know it's they gotta figure out something with new movies. But, mm-hmm. um, but I got I, what if for New Mutants they paid you one hundred and fifty dollars uh-huh. to bring thirty. You know, honestly, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Larry Davy, Larry David, he's like, uh, 
<laughs> How much to actually go to the theater, sit down and watch it? That's ten thousand. That's ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no less. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm with you. I've I've really been enjoying the home theater experience, but at the same time, I think I could do like a once a month. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, big movie experience thing could could be nice. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't need to see American Pickle at a theater. That was fine, you know. Sure. But if if uh, you know the plan going forward is okay, American Pickle sized movies, fifty million dollars or less, uh, you know, opening weekend type movies, those are going to be on demand, and the rest are going to be in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that's great too. I think that yeah. I think maybe everyone yeah, it's a win win for everybody. Model. It's less people yeah. going to the theaters, but the people that are going are more passionate. And it's less, yeah, I guess it's less just the, a place to go hang out, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think, but that really does, that kills movie theaters, like the the amount we have. I well, mean, hey, that, hey, here's something. Uh, Batman Shane was talking about this in the Discord the other day. By the way, if you want to get in our Discord, it's uh, become a VIP on our VIP club on our website to mm-hmm. go there, sign up and uh, do that. There's a thing now where movie studios apparently can own theaters now. There's some yeah. uh, government law that that got reversed, or yeah, and so maybe look for that to happen. You know, Universal owns AMC theaters, and Paramount owns Cinemark, and or whatever, and they're only showing their movies, and you know, a handful of others or whatever they want to license. I think they could work that way. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, I don't think the movie theaters in a macro sense are going anywhere. I, if we do go to that on demand plus just blockbusters and theaters, we will still have movie theaters. There just won't be one every three miles. Like there are now. you know what I mean? We'll mm-hmm. have, you know, a city like Dallas will have, you know, uh, or even a, a suburb will have one movie theater in it. And that's where everyone goes to watch, you know, Spider-Man and, you know, they space it out over three weeks and that's all that shows there. And then, but there's not going to be an AMC on one corner and a Cinemark across if that's the model. There's just not enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly not with with tons of screens. Right. Too, exactly. You know? Right. Maybe it ends up being a model like I don't know. If, like when when I was a kid, and pro- you guys probably remember this. I would I would guess, but yeah. you'd have like Northeast Mall here in, yeah. in our area had a, maybe an eight screen theater, mm-hmm. and North Hills Mall had a seven or eight screen theater. Right. And it's like okay, well. Some movies were at both theaters, but if you wanted to see, you know, whatever deep rising, you had to go to yeah. the different theater. You or four just... four film, dude. Right. Welcome right. to Movie Phone. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by the Dallas Observer and yeah. Auto Six by One Kiss FM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think if that if this proves that model to Hollywood, you're right, Ken. I mean. Hopefully, studios owning theaters would be probably nice because that cuts out a, a middleman in terms of price. Um, where you know they're not making any money; they're only making money on concessions. Basically, that's why concessions are trillions of dollars. But mm-hmm. so maybe that would help the person. And I agree with you. Yeah, you might have your Universal theater in in one area and your Disney theater on the other. Blah blah blah. I don't. Yeah, but I just if if there's only you know Universal has what three or four movie theater quality movies a year. Like what, what we would consider that now, right? So you I mean, know, like they put, they put fast and furious nine in there for four months and that's yeah, the only exactly. thing you can see. Yep. And it's playing all day, yep. all night. And that would be awesome. I think, you know, yeah, like, no, I'm cool with that too. I, I think just they would probably that. make a killing that way. 
Just put it on every screen. Yep. <laughs> and we own the theaters, so we're making all the money. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm cool I'm with that. I just, in that I just don't know. I just I think half, at least half, of movie theaters would close down. We'd still have. That's what I still, mean. No, I, yeah. I'm talking about like if this. Yeah, is a what's world, left? Yeah, this is a world where AMC is bankrupt. Cinemark is right. like we can't do business anymore. The studios just buy up all the existing right real estate, basically. Throw yeah, their brand a, on it and. Yeah, we move on, and that's the new model, and we do on demand, you're, and we have you're basically paying shut down for, the ones you don't want that aren't profitable or whatever, oh, location yeah. wise. But uh, and you're just going to pay for. You're basically saying this is a place you you can watch this movie probably anywhere with streaming or anything. Right. But this is a place you come for premium sound and a big freaking screen. Right. Like that's and, our and that's our product these, really. Right. Some of these studios are going to do on demand, and they've already said you know it doesn't yeah. matter the movie we're going to do day and date on demand from now on and. It might be fifty bucks. It might be twenty five bucks for opening weekend, but mm-hmm. we're going to be able to do that. And so, the problem with but, that is, but, but, it's but, so easy to pirate. Yeah, but if you want to go see it, yeah, pay eight bucks and go to this theater, and we'll, or it's the only place you can see it is our own branded Cinemark, totally. you know, Universal Experience or whatever it is. But I, I mean, that, that'd be really intriguing. It would, but I just, I don't, I think that becomes. I think that gets really dangerous with pirating because, like the the good thing about theaters is they are kind of a gatekeeper um, for at least a few months in terms of like stuff being available online. I mean, we all know the minute something goes on digital, it's on a million different torrent websites. So, mm-hmm. you know, you you kind of can hold that if if it goes, you know, if it goes to HBO Max, well, for 50 I, bucks, I agree. That's I great. Agree what I I think the advantage nope. of a theater is is the 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 the, the old moms that are like. What's a digital on demand? I want to go see the Fast and Furious. Where's the Where's the theaters? You know, that's why they need the theaters. The average consumer is going to pay on demand, or they're going to wait, or stream it, or whatever. You know, and they know that. But totally, we we've said before, most people are dumb, and they they need to go look in a paper or something and see. <laughs> oh, we got to drive there and go at three twenty and get there for snacks or you know their the old way of doing it they can't adapt themselves to the new thing brian i was going to ask you does it surprise you the fact that they are releasing mulan straight to disney plus uh next weekend or whatever i was a little surprised they went with that one versus i would i i kind of thought the new mutants was going to be the test model for some of these things but maybe they're instead they're doing they're doing the theater test with with new mutants. Um, but I, I mean, I think it, well, for one thing with Disney, they can afford it, right? That's that's the first thing. The second thing is they kind of need to, to start getting out, getting some of these movies out because that's I mean they have we we talk about it all the time they have seventy five movies coming out next year, and so they're you know putting Ivan the the that that movie is coming to Disney Plus and. New Mutants, it seems like they're they're forcing out at this point, and and then the the Mulan thing. So, I I didn't think it was a maybe not a huge surprise. Um, and I know people had like major sticker shock on the the thirty bucks or whatever to to watch it. Um, but I felt like it's not in in a lot of ways. I feel like I could see the those board meetings and Disney saying, "Hey, they're charging twenty bucks for Trolls World Tour or Scoob or." king of staten island or whatever so mulan is worth more than that so we're gonna we're gonna charge more and 
I talked to a lot of people, our followers on Twitter and some in the Discord too, of like, again, like twenty nine ninety nine sounds ridiculous, just right off the top, and it it's is ridiculous. Not at all. It's for ridiculous family. For, for us. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like yeah. it's for me. I you you said Richard, but you, you rarely go see a movie with your wife. I right. I see Lindsay and I see movies together more frequently, but it still is of the fifty two. Let's say fifty two movies a year that we watch specifically for episodes on on this podcast. Right. I would say probably somewhere between thirty and forty. I see by myself, and so. Uh, oh yeah, for me, and that usually takes place on like a Tuesday afternoon. And totally, where we live in the Midwest, and I live in the suburbs, and so that we're in the Midwest. Price, Dallas is the Midwest. Well, now? you know what I mean. We we're not coastal, <laughs> so let's put it that way. Um, but, uh, but anyway, you know but, that old yeah. Dallas accent, that real harsh. <laughs> um, but we are we're not in Minnesota either, so we're not one of the three most important places on, on the movie calendar or movie exactly. uh, map. And so, you know, for me, that looks like it's like. Five dollars and seventy one cents yeah. to see most movies. Now, for Mulan is a movie I probably would have seen at least with Lindsay, if not with Lindsay Coop, and yeah. Cooper. And if any of you gets a snack, you're not getting out of there for fifty. Exactly, bucks, no, hundred so. percent. And and when Lindsay and I go see a movie together, we typically are more likely to go to Alamo versus yeah. me going to the the mall theater or whatever. And so now that ticket price, you know, whatever you start doing the math, it's like okay, we paid twenty four, twenty five, twenty six bucks to be in the theater and then if we're going to Alamo I'm probably going to end up spending 50 bucks right. on food and drink and stuff and, so you grab and it, that's you, just me and her you know right. if you've got two kids you right. are not getting out of the theater for less than 30 bucks so, so it it's a I, I I totally understood the the sticker shock on that of people just saying like because we've we've sort of established that the price for this is $20 and so when you see somebody charging yeah. you know uh, a third over that you're just like whoa what are we what are we doing here but um and do you, uh, do you own it with that 30 or is you it do. okay what, yeah, yeah what you I own heard it through kids, disney plus though yeah only. exactly what i heard is that as long as you have a disney plus subscription right. you will uh-huh. have that and so, so it's I mean, not quite your the kids same are gonna watch like, that 30 times i mean you know what i mean oh, like, yeah. yeah so for sure i mean i mean I, I totally see your point i think you're i get the sticker shock too but i mean I, two seconds of thought on that Mm-hmm. You know, yes. if you're going, yeah, if you're, I mean, if you even have one kid, so you, Coop, Lindsay, if you go to that and it's not 11 in the morning, you're probably going to go in the evening on a Thursday right. night or something. I mean, not only not getting out of there for 30, yeah, you're not getting out of there for 67, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're getting sure. any kind of food or anything. So, Be- totally. Uh, Best case scenario, I- if we went to like Cinemark or whatever at, at our local Cinemark, because we have the, the Cinemark movie club thing. So, yeah. that's, Best case scenario, it's it's nine bucks a ticket for me and Lindsay, and whatever seven bucks for Coop, and, yeah, and then concessions. So right, maybe bare minimum we're talking twenty six plus twenty bucks on on concessions. If, yeah, if we're if I'm lucky, you know, right. I mean, no no way, thirty bucks yeah. is a steal. Yeah, so yeah, I get it, and and you can you know you guys can cook dinner and have your own concessions and make popcorn for twenty cents and all that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. and you know for Disney it's more profitable. Because well, I guess they get pretty much all the ticket value because don't movie theaters mostly just make money on on the concessions. Yeah. So well, it just so it's pretty much the same to them because sure. Mulan was a was a billion dollars pretty much, and maybe they they looked at the market in Asia and with what's going on with COVID nineteen over there, and they just didn't think even in the next year that the that the profits would be where they would be pre COVID. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. so they're just like, whatever, you know, 
30 bucks and it might take three years, but we'll make that money back, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's just what surprised me because that was a big movie. You know, that was yeah. a billion dollar, like leading off the summer type movie. I think they'll and still make a billion bucks on it. I think they will too. It's just <laughs> the the precedent that it sets to put a movie of that uh, caliber, you know, production, $250 million, just yeah. throw it on their streaming service. I, I think that sets a precedent. Like if they're willing to do it with that movie, that's great because they're probably going to be willing to do it with a lot more that are, that cost a lot less. Does that make sense? And, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. I wonder what the next one they're going to decide will be. So they need, it looks like they need 33 million people to buy it to make a billion bucks. So, um, so yeah. Worldwide, I, mean, I think they'll do that. Yeah. yeah. And they're, I mean, they I mean, are 48 million people overseas. watch the wrong Missy. Granted, that's free, right. but I'm just saying, like, if, can you get two, two thirds of the wrong Missy and have people I pay mean, 30 bucks? It costs bucks? you part of your soul. So that, yeah. there's that. I mean, there is a right. cost. It's just. Yeah, and and they are releasing it overseas too. So yeah. it they're not going to get it's not going to be the obviously like you said can't. It's it you you're not going to draw the the same numbers that you would have in a non-pandemic, but they are they'll they'll pull in. They'll they'll recoup some of that from uh being uh, you know, in those overseas markets in theaters and stuff. And, and who knows, maybe I mean maybe now AMC is going to open 100 theaters. Does does Cinemark follow suit? Does does Alamo, does Regal, do some of these other Companies open a few theaters and now Mulan and and Tenet and some of the others can say, you know, you can buy it for thirty bucks at home or you can if if you live near a theater that's open, we're gonna we'll send it. Sure, yeah. let's. I, I I don't know. I guess it's it's an evolving situation with all that. And also just because like, just budgetary wise, since you're going to the theater so much less, you know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. you just amortize it across a year, like you haven't spent much at all on yeah, movies this year right true. so so no, to market 30, it you're, you're putting out one banner on your app and right put exactly. that on there for a year it costs so much less than trying to get people right. to the theater you know exactly sure. but i'm just it's, saying you personally as a per like you know if, if there's only you know we haven't gone to theater in six months so even at five bucks a ticket you're going once a week you know mm-hmm. that's 30 bucks a month you're spending you know uh 20 30 bucks yeah, a month that's and, true and, and, we, and no one's done that so like you know it's it's if that's the only mo- you know that's I think people will do it I think mm-hmm. it's just and, and honestly like tenant if they did it I don't even I mean granted like I said like I I allocate a certain amount of money for movies granted I do this show but I mean even personally like let's say I wanted to, I would see seven movies a year if I haven't seen one all year I mean I would if I really wanted to see tenant which I do I'd probably drop fifty bucks on it you know and if that if with yeah. a group of friends especially like you know you couldn't. There's all kinds of stuff that you can do. So, I mean, that's, I'm not saying they should do that. I hope they keep it if they release it digitally. I hope it, they wait on theaters. If they do it digitally, I hope it's obviously between, I hope it's 30 bucks or something, but who knows what they could charge for that? Cause that's, that's a pretty cheap date night still if, if you're staying in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Disney, as soon as, or, or as recently as yesterday, put out a poster for New Mutants that said coming to IMAX on, <laughs> August 28th. Sick. Like that's literally like 14 days from right now. I and think I don't think any IMAX are open. I mean, that's <laughs> it's just crazy to see that, you know, come see our movie again, you know, for, that quickly. For good or f- or for bad, you know, depending on your point of view, obviously. For good or for bad, we we're just in we're just 
that we are over sticker shock shock on the virus now and so it's just like i think mm-hmm. people are just like well what how much worse does it get if we just force our way through it i mean that's what the nfl is basically saying mm-hmm. um so we'll see you know we definitely will well, this is a good little catch-up on movie news, rumors, rumblings, but we talk about this all the time on our Discord. I mentioned it before. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP to become a VIP, and all the time we're talking movie news, rumors, rumblings. we got a What I'm Watching channel on there, Mad About Horror, Mad About Books, Mad About Music. A lot of good times, good fun stuff happening over there, and a lot of bonus content episodes actual audio that you can listen to on our yeah. Patreon as well. Four Not or five a month. Well, yeah, with the Daily Recommends, it's like 25 episodes it's like a month. like a lot. So. Yeah, it's it's a lot, a lot of fun stuff. So if the once a week episode isn't enough for you, if maybe you got a lot of free time on your hands and you want to waste it with us, check it out. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Brian, where can I find you online, sir? You can find me on the Twitter, bgill 12 You can find my writing at madabummoviespodcast.com and briangill.gumroad.com. Richard, where can we find you? Uh, <laughs> such I a just, weird... <laughs> I know, I, I just had such a good joke, but you know, I'll save that for the VIP. <laughs> um, you can find me at Richard Barden on all the social media. Uh, Kent, where can I find you? Find me on all the social media at Kent Garrison and our show, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. All of our episodes are up there, our blogs... All that fun, good stuff. And follow us on Twitter as well, at Mad About Movies. We will see you next week when we're talking about Project Power. Project Power. But we might see you soon at the cinema. <laughs>